Welcome to another Restoration Church Life podcast. It is 2022, ladies and gentlemen. This episode is brought to you by Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, the one who is, as we learned this past Sunday from David Kim, the one Jesus who is the creator, who is eternal, and who is unchanging. Isn't it good news to know that amidst a changing world, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords doesn't change. So this episode is brought to you by That Jesus, and the Restoration Church Life podcast exists to inform and inspire the community of Restoration Church and the work of making disciples that delight in the supremacy of Christ in Washington, D.C., and beyond. So uh, that's what we're doing here. That's what this episode is for, and uh, we're trying to help people follow Jesus, be informed about the happenings, and be inspired in the work of discipleship. So this this, uh, what is it, where are we at? It's afternoon. This afternoon, uh, we are going to be talking about something some of you are probably thinking about. This episode is going to be dedicated to thinking about disciplines that lead to habits that lead to health. All right, so many of you might be thinking about, you know, well, it's a new year. I should be, you know, maybe starting to read the Bible better, or pray better, or exercise, or whatever. Eat better, whatever it is. Many, it's the beginning of the year. People tend to think about those kinds of things this time of year. So we're going to try to help you. And I've got a couple people here to help. And these two people are fantastic helpers in this category. So would you please introduce yourself, Mr. Feliciano? <laughs> My name is Hector. Speak up, Hector. Spock louder. They need to hear you. My, my name is Hector, and I'm one of the members here of um, Restoration Church. Been around for close to seven years now. Um, and True or false? You came to f- faith in Christ <laughs> under the ministry of Restoration Church. True. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've been blessed by the ministry of our church I've grown um, in my love of Christ thanks to the ministry of this church. Amen. And he has somebody sitting next to him that is pretty familiar to him. Who are you? This is Catherine Feliciano. Yes. And I've been here as long as Hector has. And you have been married to Hector for? Seven years. Wow. No. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Y'all don't know how many years you've been married. No, it hasn't been. It hasn't been that many years. <laughs> Alright, so maybe you should discipline yourself to consider when your anniversary is. We're working is. on seven. We're working okay, on seven. We're working oh, on seven. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, you can see I chose two fantastic people we to think are about. Ready this. for this? Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, the Felicianos here to help us have this conversation, and one of the reasons I wanted them to have to be here is because I think each of them embody uh, a lot of what we're going to talk about, mainly spiritual disciplines and. As we talked about last year, physical disciplines. All right, we're going to get to that later. But let me begin our conversation by reading to you the beginning of a fantastic book called Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life by Donald Whitney. This is how he starts his book, and I think it's a good way to kind of get us started in thinking about disciplines that lead to habits that lead to health. He says this. He says, discipline without direction is drudgery. Hector, does that sound right to you? Uh, Yes. Yeah. He does. <laughs> All right, so then he goes into it. He says, imagine six-year-old Kevin whose parents have enrolled him in music lessons. After school, every afternoon, he sits in the living room and reluctantly strums Home on the Range. Home on the Range, you can imagine it. 
right. while watching his buddies play baseball in the park across the street. That's discipline without drudgery. Sorry, that's discipline without direction. It's drudgery. Now suppose Kevin is seated by an angel one afternoon during guitar practice. In a vision, he's taken to Carnegie Hall. He's shown a guitar virtuoso giving a concert. Usually bored by classical music, Kevin is astonished by what he sees and hears. The musician's fingers dance excitedly on the strings with fluidity and grace. Kevin thinks of how stupid and clunky his hands feel when they halt and stumble over the chords. The virtuoso blends clean, clean, soaring notes into a music aroma that wafts from his guitar. Kevin remembers the toneless, irritating discord that comes stumbling out of his. But Kevin is enchanted. His head tilts slightly to one side as he listens. He drinks in everything. He never imagined that anyone could play the guitar like this. What do you think, Kevin? asked the angel. And the answer is soft, slow, six-year-old, wow. <laughs> the vision vanishes and Kevin is again standing in front of the, uh, the vision vanishes and the angel is again standing in front of Kevin in his living room. Kevin, says, says the angel, the wonderful musician you saw is you in a few years. Then pointing at the guitar, the angel declares, but you must practice. Suddenly the angel disappears and Kevin finds himself alone with his guitar. And do you think his attitude toward practice will be different now? As long as he remembers what he's going to become, Kevin's discipline will have a direction, a goal that will pull him into the future. Yes, effort will be involved, but you could hardly call it drudgery. And so when it comes to discipline in the Christian life, many believers feel as Kevin did toward guitar practice. It's discipline without direction. Prayer threatens to be drudgery. The practical value of medica uh, meditation on scripture seems uncertain. The real purpose of a discipline like fasting is often unclear. And he goes on. So guys, what Whitney is helping us think about is he's helping us think about how when we have direction in front of us, it helps the discipline not feel so drudgerous, like so meaningless and pointless. And though it's still hard, we still have to have effort. So as you think about that, both of you are former athletes. Sorry to, to inform, to put the word former in front of you. Uh, I'm still learning how to be that way. Uh, so did you guys used to do this back when you were training? Catherine, gymnastics, Hector, basketball. Can you remember like disciplining yourself, weights, workouts with a future direction in mind that helped you? I remember at the gym I trained at, I remember specifically the coolest thing I saw in terms of like, we're really going to be disciplined to make this happen. These ladies could climb the rope with just their hands. Like climb all the way to the top of this huge gym with yeah. just their hands. And so I was like, I'm going to make that happen. Yeah. Like, and, and so like that, I wanted to work toward that. So you had to start with your feet and then you go with your thighs yeah. and then you can go with just hands. Yeah. So. Did you ever watch the Olympics? Oh, and like yeah. that was, that yeah. was motivating? And I would do like research projects and like elementary school, I studied some of the famous gymnasts, yeah. which I thought that was. There you go. Yeah. And that compelled you to get back in the gym. Yeah, I, I didn't do as well as them, but well, it helped me. Yeah, you're better <laughs> See than the you vision. were. Hector, what about you? Did you have the same? Yeah, well, as many of you all know, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. So it was interesting because we actually didn't have a big passion for college basketball like we do here in the States. So I would always just watch NBA, the, the pros play. 
um, and I will be drawn to obviously players like Michael Jordan but really I remember back in the day players like Jason Kidd, Steve Nash um, and even Allen Iverson really just kind of paved the way of how I wanted to play um, and I remember one of my favorite things I shared with you Nathan when we yeah. went to the game with your with your kids uh, to University of Maryland like one of the, my favorite things to do as I played competitively across the island was playing in basketball courts basketball arenas that the professional teams from the island play because it would just kind of give me that direction like I want to be a professional I want to make this a career out of this and this is where the pros play and this is what it feels to play in a big time play and I remember traveling to the states playing at the where the Washington Wizards play playing at the University of UVA uh, stadium and and just being moved by that environment and that vibe and letting that orient yes stadiums like big stadiums man i can remember going to my first baseball stadium true story first big league baseball game i went to i walked through the hall and you see all this green grass which i love baseball see all this huge beautiful green grass this huge stadium and the first player i saw in a major league baseball stadium was my favorite player ozzy smith before the game taking extra ground balls and man, that's, yeah, so so we think about these things, and this still works today, right? We still have things like whether we're parenting, whether it be our jobs, right? We look at something and we say, I want that, right? And so there's something about, it still happens to us today. And is this a biblical concept? Yes. The world is just pulling off of what we find in Scripture. So I can think about 1 John 3, where it says in verse 2, Beloved, we are God's children. We are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that we, when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. So there's this future vision John is holding out for us that when we see Christ, when he returns, we're his children now. We're growing up into him now. But a day is going to come when we see him and we're going to be just like him. We won't be God, but we will be like his character. And man, that compels us, doesn't it, man? Because you look at the life of Christ and it's so beautiful. And we see this pattern, obviously, if you read the book of Hebrews, you see Hebrews 11, right? Time and again, right? There, for the joy set before him, Christ endured the cross. That's Hebrews 12. And then all those other people, Abraham, Moses, future vision motivates present obedience. So that's what we're trying to do. If you don't have a direction in your discipline, it'll be drudgery. Bible reading, prayer, church, it'll be boring. And sometimes it still is, even when you have the future direction. But nevertheless, we need that future vision. So first off, you got to get that down in disciplines, right? You've got to have that future vision of your life with Christ, the beauty of Christ working its way through you. So that's the first thing that we want to talk about. And then secondly, we need to be reminded that discipline, disciplining our lives for godliness is a command, right? Catherine, is it a command? <laughs> it is. I think there's a couple commands. So 1 Timothy 4, the second part of 7, rather train yourself for God godliness. Is that a command? Yeah, it's yeah. imperative. Train Do it, yourself. Right? Do it. Yeah, Train in yourself. other translations, it's discipline. Discipline yourself. Yeah. Discipline and then yourself. in Hebrews 12, you have strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Strive yeah. for holiness. 
Fun word. Did you know, Catherine, going back to gymnastics, do you know what the <laughs> word behind discipline there is in 1 Timothy 4? Exercise. It's gym. It's like the word we get our word gym from. Yeah. Gymnastics. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. So it's commanded. We Look, we have a future vision of our life with Christ, the beauty of Christ. That's our future vision. We want to be like him because he's so beautiful. And then we see scriptures commanding us toward this end. Okay, now let's get into the actual work. So, guys, I want you to go back in your minds to the times in which, you know, you know you're maybe less disciplined in the disciplines now. And by the way, there's all kinds of disciplines, right? We're just going to talk about three right now. Bible reading, meditation, and prayer. That's the personal disciplines. Then we're going to get into corporate disciplines, and then we're going to talk about physical disciplines. Hector is, good, is the resident <laughs> expert on that show. one. So, uh, okay. So think back in your minds when you were maybe less disciplined now than you uh, then than you are now. All right. So Hector, do you remember what that was like? If someone were to tell you, you know, five, six, seven years ago, Hector, you need to be reading your Bible and spending time in prayer. Right? Was that super easy? Like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. And like, it's been so easy ever since then. Was that how it was for you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. I, uh, I still remember back in college, multiple people wanting to read Bible, inviting me to read the Bible um, with them. And it was just easy to avoid it, quite honestly. But, you know, I remember it. It all started, um, obviously, after I started to learn about the person of Jesus, and and I started to learn about, in order to know and learn more about Jesus, I will have to seek him out in the Word. So You can't be playing video games and then just poof, off it comes. Right, right. right. <laughs> um, and quite honestly... It's, it's, I've been blessed by the community of our church. I still remember Joey Craft, uh, one of our pastors of our church, seven years ago, reaching out to me and saying, hey, do you want to read through a book? Um, it wasn't the Bible, it was yeah. a book. Yeah. And through that book, he walked me through sort of, the disciplines, like if you are to follow Christ, these are, this is what it looks like. And I remember he pulling me outside and saying, hey, this is why you read the Bible. Um, and I remember him kind of emphasizing, it's not reading chunks, it's just read bits and pieces and chew on it and, and dwell in it and let that orient your thinking and your um, conversations right. with people and you know so he was kind of giving you the direction yeah he, for the discipline right so he's he's kind of giving me the the steps yeah. right and the the how to's and, and the why it, it would, I think at our church we do a good job as explaining as to why why are we emphasizing this thing and you're not alone in it People would be willing to walk with you. So So it was helpful. It was hard, but it was still hard, right? Yes. It's still hard. You got the whys, which helped you a bunch, apparently. Right. Yeah, but it was still difficult to get in that. Yeah. But you had someone with you. We'll come back to that. Yeah, Yeah, to help you through. Catherine, do you remember the days in which this was 
difficult for you? I guess in some ways it still is, right? Yeah. With Micah in the world. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Um, I think, same thing, I had people in my life who were like, hey, you call yourself a Christian, but you don't read your Bible. Yeah. You don't pray. Like, helping me see that these things, like, we do spiritual disciplines not to earn our holiness, but yep. to grow closer to God and yep. to grow to look more like Him because the Spirit is at work yep. changing us. Like, we can't earn the holiness from, from doing these things. Yep. So, the just the reminder of, if you want to grow closer to God, I mean, read his word, talk to him. What are the ways that you, um, so I think that's one thing. I think another thing that has been that in in terms of difficulty in seasons, I would say definitely finding time like with little ones running around. And, um, even I think a lot of people might resonate with times. Like I think when I was pregnant, I had a season of depression and I I couldn't even like get off the couch, much much less. Like I knew what would be good for my soul, which would be reading the word, which would be getting out and walking. And so I think at that time I needed to lean on people. And I also, I would listen to to worship music or I would, you know, walk and just different things. There are different ways to do this, but there are also different difficulties. That's right. So I I think the big idea here is, is that it's not as though you ever sort of get to a place to where even when you're very disciplined in this, it's not as though you get to a place to where like you're an expert right. and you just love it. You can't wait to get in the word and prayer, you know, and talk every about day. it with others every single day and every right. moment of the day. Right. That's not necessarily what's going to happen. I've been doing this for a long time and I still, there's times I'll get to this when we talk about prayer in just a second. Like there are times it's hard for me to pray, you know, but you know, what? it's helpful to me just to voice that and stop playing a game, you know, to the Lord and, and, and even with the world, like, though I love this all the time. So I think it's good just to acknowledge as we start in on this conversation, even though those of us that have been doing this a number of years, we're not experts in this. We still have times, even though we're more disciplined than we were, when we still don't want to do it. Uh, and so it's helpful just to talk about that. And in our church, hopefully, we can talk about this. Don't play any games. Don't put any superficial faces on it. Right? So it's difficult, right? That's why it's called discipline, gymnastics, right? It's hard. <laughs> But keep that future vision in front of us of who we are in Christ. Secondly, be honest about it. And then, Hector, you mentioned this. And even, Kathy, you talked about this, the need with other people to bring other people in when we're having a hard time. Okay, so you guys are more disciplined now than you were. So can you talk me through short answers? How is it you spend time with the Word regularly? It may not even be daily. But, you know, so just Bible reading for now. Did okay. you start by reading, like, entire books of the day? Like in a day, like you spend like, I'm just going to read the book of Deuteronomy today. Is that how it started? Hector, how did it start with you? Uh, little. Well, you like, talked about with Joey helping you read those books, but like when you got into scripture. Yeah, just little verses yeah, at a time, good. like puzzle pieces. And it's hard because it, it is helpful, but then you use those puzzle pieces, but you miss the whole view of the puzzle. So. Uh, but he, that's how he started. Just little chunks at a time, little verses at a time. While you're eating cereal? Uh, <laughs> honestly, I, I do pair it up yeah. with habitual things. Yeah. I'm going to make my coffee. I'm going to drink my coffee. Good. I'm going to pull out a verse or I'm going to pull out a chunk of scripture and do it. Um, in our Right now, in our family dynamic, um, we have these verse under prayer we have these cards that have verse in it and while we are having breakfast with my guy together we 
read the verse and we pray through, but also that's part of our Bible reading. Good. Um, and right now I, 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 I go through Bible uh, verse memorization with Carl and another, you know, brother from, from a church. And Shout out Carl Motes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that helps me, right? I own Wednesday evenings I meet with Travis and we read through one chapter of Daniel and and that's how I it, it, it kind of guides me and obviously I'm meeting with you working yeah. through some stuff yeah. um, and you are pushing me to meditate on Ephesians on, on the idea of being adopted right yes. and so that is I'm tempted my tempted to ask you to quote Ephesians right now. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. That is my individual kind of reflection. That is my our family kind of reflection uh, Bible reading in, you know, corporate with others. So that's yeah, so Bible reading. So you're you're spending just a, just wee little chunks right in the morning, right? And then you get some other meetings where you're doing this personally. Uh, good. And yeah, so it's I think that's instructive to us because for some people that are not used to Bible reading on a daily basis or a regular basis, you know, they might be thinking, well, I'm, everybody's reading the Bible in a year. I'm going to read the Bible. No, just slow down. Maybe just take the time for the next three months to finish the book of Romans, you know, uh, and just take a few verses a day, you know, maybe one verse a day. Yeah, good. And then have other people to help read the Bible with. Catherine, what about you? What does Bible reading look like for you? So right now I am leaning heavily on devotionals. Yeah, so good. I love the She Reads Truth devotionals. I also have used the Daily Grace Co. Once. Daily Grace Co. Yep. Never heard of it. Well, it's targeted toward ladies, so okay, I'm not great. surprised. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they're both solid devotionals. Where I, why I like them is because they will have a, a passage yeah. and then at least one question to help you think about the passage. So you're not just reading it and walking away. Yeah. You, you can process through the passage and then space to pray. So then you can talk it out with the Lord. Praise Him for something you're thankful for. Ask for something from the text, that kind of thing. Good. So I like that because that's I don't have time, <laughs> yeah. as much time as I used to. Um, so for me, it's as soon as Micah goes down for a nap, that's when I need to do my my reading. It used to be first thing in the morning. Kind of. So yeah. you figure out in your season when is going to be that time you're, you're going to have. And yeah. it doesn't happen every day. Sometimes I have to get something else done, and I try to do it later. But I'm one of those people that cannot do it at night. Like, my brain's gone. So um, that's what it's looking like for me right now. But I think in the past, I've also kind of alternated between breadth versus depth. Yeah. So like Hector, yeah. that's what I was going to mention. You did the Daily Radio Bible for, like, you You just, um, it's on Spotify, and they take you through the Bible in a year with a little brief devotion, like, uh, thought about it. Um, so that was something that I think helped with breadth. Because the more, when you know a lot of, when you're when you're reading up for breadth, then it helps you understand. I feel like you can meditate all the more yep. um, when you have some more context. Yeah, so it's it's. I like to read. Use. I'll pull on devotionals when, like you mentioned, moments of you know you're just in a hard season, and it or maybe maybe it's a busier season. Whatever the case may be, I'll pull off of devotionals because my my mind is probably a little cluttered. It's a little hurried, and I need somebody to kind of do the work of Bible reading and meditating on it for me. We're going to come to meditation in a second. Devotionals are good for that, to kind of help us. Somebody else kind of does the work for me to read it and help me think about it. Uh, it's good to be in the habit of regularly reading Scripture on your own, just the Bible itself. 
Um, Which is but, why I like the ones I recommended because they, yeah. they have the devotional that you can yep. read, but it's you're in the text and you're processing the text first. That's great. And then you can read the devotional if it's uh, helpful. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Okay, so you've talked a little bit about uh, some of the ways which you do this um, on a daily basis, on a regular basis. If you miss your Bible reading on Tuesday morning, Catherine, are you still a Christian? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> so are you, do you mean to tell me that your Bible reading plan does not define who you are in Christ? Correct. Not ultimately. Yes. And I will, I will also say, if you have a Bible reading plan and something's happening and it's not working, throw it out the window and start Amen. something else. You're not a slave to your Bible reading yes. plan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I started reading. Um, I'm always getting fuzzy with the Kings, right? First, Second Samuel, First, Second King, First, Second Chronicles. That part of, so I feel like I go back to that. That's what I'm doing right now. I read through the Bible last year. I don't always do that. Uh, but I just I go back to that often just because those narratives are not as clear to me. So I just read through. Like this morning, I read two chapters. The other day, I read four chapters. Uh, the day before that, I think I read uh, literally one chapter. And so I'm just trying to think about it. And, and I think what you said is also helpful. I would encourage you to try to get in the habit of doing it first thing in the morning if you can. I would encourage you to try to not make your, your, um, uh, your bus drive you know, sitting on a bus, kind of working it in there. It's just going to be hard there. Do that versus nothing. But try to get up 20, 10, 20 minutes earlier. Um, you know, get a place. That's another thing I found helpful. Is not only get a time, get a place, if you can, uh, that'll be quiet, that'll be meditative, and try to get in the habit of going to at a certain time, at a certain place, and you know beforehand, this is so key, you know beforehand what you're going to do. Sometimes I ask guys of that in discipling, like, all right, if you wake up tomorrow, what are you going to read? I don't know. Like, well, that's going to be so hard to get in the habit of spending time in the Word because you don't even know. So it's going to be easy to push it off. So get in a place, get a time, and then know what you're going to do. And if you don't do it, it's okay. Try, but try to think about one verse or one idea of Scripture to meditate on throughout the day, which leads me to the second discipline, meditation. Right? So it's not just Bible reading. I'm really trying to push on this. So I get, I get more people in our church sometimes tell me, well, Nathan, I haven't read my Bible this week. Well, listen, most Christians in the history of the world did not own a Bible. So if you did not read your Bible today, you are like most Christians that don't own it, even own a Bible. The question, a better, more important question is, have you taken the time to think about the Lord? Think about the truth. Think about the gospel. Think about, I don't know, something of in relation to the kingdom. Uh, so meditation, when I say that word, Hector, what do you think about? Does it sound Eastern and like Buddhism or something? Like what, what if you, someone were to ask you, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> if someone were to ask you, what is meditation when it comes to Christian meditation? How would you define that? Pondering, thinking, yeah. Yeah. reflecting. Good. Catherine, anything to add to that? Yeah, I, I think the idea of chewing, I think. I don't know. Someone has said that many, yeah. many times. It's like you're chewing on something and over and over and over. So, for do you guys have any? Uh, <laughs> do you guys have any fears or anxieties? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> do you know no. why I'm asking this question? No, no, no. I no. I've told you this. Yes. Let me tell the story. <laughs> I one time was saying, I, in my, to myself, this I was true. saying, this I don't know how to meditate, and then I caught myself. Yeah. Meditating on my anxiety, thinking about them over and over, looking at all the different yeah. facets, and then 
It was like the spirit broke in and was like, Catherine, hi, this is meditating. Amen. So switch what you're meditating on, and that has really helped me. <laughs> you taught me that. So yeah, yes, yeah, I see what you're about to do there. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. You know, that's a, that's a good thing. So the fact is, everybody listening to this podcast right now, you meditate. You should know. Yeah. Tell your neighbor. Tell your coworker. Man, I am awesome at meditating. <laughs> on something. Uh, yeah, and you're also at worshiping. You're awesome. Everybody's awesome at worshiping. The question is, are you meditating and worshiping on the truth? And so, yeah, I think what, Hector, what you said, pondering, thinking over, right, trying to take one idea, maybe just a single word, right, and just thinking about, for God so loved the world, for God so loved the world. What Whitney says is take one word and emphasize it, for God so loved the world, for God so loved the world, for God so loved the world. Just chewing over an idea, meditation letting it get deep inside of us again this is that future direction right i want to become loving i can think about john 3 16 for god so loved how did he love and just sort of think through that right we do this after sermons right after gatherings to say hey what was something that stuck out to you right we try that's just us trying to have a conversation to go to go a little bit deeper in meditation uh the bible commands us to this we see it Right in Psalm 1, the blessed man is the one that meditates on the word day and night. Joshua 1, God tells Joshua when he goes into the land, be, be strong and courageous, meditate on the word day and night. So it's not just to read it, try to get a, sin, a big idea and try to meditate on that idea. So Hector, is this something you do? Like when you do that verse, like you talked about in the morning, will you take at some point during the day to sort of think back, meditate on something? Does that, you do that? Yeah, I do. I do. I um, I find myself pondering a lot, and as we have been talking about, I find myself drifting towards a lot of the last year and a half, two years. I've been, I have drifted towards a lot of the negativity, um, and we now it's been a journey trying to reorient. Um, all that negativity and ego is still there, but it's more looking, reorienting that meditation, that thinking towards um, God, Christ, and and the character um, of God. Which is disciplining, right? So, like, you you see yourself heading off down a negative meditation, right? It's hard work. You've got to discipline yourself back towards that one idea. So that's what I try to do in my times in the morning. I spend time in the Word. I try to think what's one big idea from what I read this morning. And then I try to take the time throughout the day. I'll just call back to it. You know, what was it I read this morning? Oh, yeah, it was about David. Right? So this morning, incidentally, was First Samuel 17 and 18. So it was pretty easy. David, Goliath, he chops the head off all the whole bit. And so I've just been thinking about how Christ overcomes our enemies. Right? All the rest of Israel sitting back there not wanting to. They're scared. David stands in on behalf of the Lord. So Jesus came and stood and defeated my enemy on my behalf and so I just take the time at some point of the day to try to think what's the one big idea don't just read the Bible think of one big idea chew on that it's different portions throughout the day anything else to add there yeah I think one other thing that was helpful to me when Micah was a newborn I I found my mind was free often but my hands were full like rocking him feeding him whatever so I was trying to memorize 
parts of John 1 so that when I had that moment, I could do what you were saying. Yeah. Okay, in the beginning was the word. In the beginning. Yeah. And so it gave me some, so memorization can be, I think, yes. tied with the meditation because then you can pull it out at any time in any place. That's right. Um, That's and right. can process through it. So. Which is why it's helpful to read, like even if you're this is new to you, read small chunks of scripture, try to come up with an idea and just try to think about it throughout the day on your way to the bus stop or you know at lunch for two minutes or one thing i like to do is before i go to sleep i literally i'll jump in the bed and i'll try to call to mind what was it i read this morning and i'll just try to think about it right before i go to sleep i go to sleep and that so with bible reading get a big idea leads to then meditation meditation then leads to prayer right meditation is the gasoline to prayer uh i have learned that the beginning of my you don't yeah when I do devotionals in the morning, I do it at other times, but I've learned to do a short, tiny little prayer at the front end because my heart's cold. And then it's, God, help me to see your word, help me to hear it, and then boom, I'm in. Get the one idea, meditate. Now my heart is fueled towards prayer. Any wisdom to pass along for prayer, disciplining yourself for prayer? Anything that's been helpful, either one of you? Do it. <laughs> Bible, no, God tells us to pray it, when you pray. Well, you know, it's... Pray like this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a start, right? It, it really is all about mindset and, and start. Um, you know, I, believe it or not, I'm an introvert. Um, I do not like, I don't find a lot of enjoyment praying with people. I, I, I'd rather just be silent prayer. But um, the, praying with people is helpful because you learn to pray from others. Yeah, it's good. I like what you said. I, I think, personally, I read a text and then I pray because I let the words of the text kind of guide me into the prayer. Um, but the biggest thing for me, Kata and I talked about often, is entering into prayer to just thank God. Um, and I, I, I am always inclined to just thank God for life. And then from there, go on. Because we tend to think of prayer as asking for stuff all the yeah, time, which that's yeah. one part of prayer. Right. But you're emphasizing something so important. Prayer is just giving thanks to God. Yeah, yeah. There's so much to be thankful for, and by entering to prayer, we put God at the center of that thankfulness. Amen. So it's good. Yeah. That's a great word, brother. That's a great word. Yeah. yeah, we tend to think I gotta need I need to ask God for a bunch of things. We we, we should. But we're often, we're commanded to be thankful. And how do we be thankful to God? Well, it's going to have to go through the vessel of prayer. Thank God for so many things. We have so many things around us to be thankful for. So that's one way to to pray. Catherine, any other ways you can think about prayer? I think one thing that happens to me is I get overwhelmed because there's so many things to pray for, both in thanks and petition. And so I do what Hector was saying earlier, which I said, this is helpful for prayer, is we have this set of prayer cards, which then helps me feel like I'm covering more bases. So they're gonna help, like today we prayed for growing in godliness, yeah. but tomorrow it's for missionaries. And the next day, so it, it kind of like spreads out all the different facets. Yeah. I think that resource is, is helpful um, to me. And so I think that's one thing. And then um, I think being reminded prayer doesn't have to look a certain way. You yeah. can do these shorter prayers during the day. You can do longer prayers. You can take a half day of prayer you know, starting small and adding in where you can. Yeah, the 
I think, again, just to emphasize this, the point is, is to develop these habits that lead to health. So we're disciplining ourselves so that it becomes, prayer becomes more instinctive, right? right? So it's not this thing, all right, God, I need to sit down and pray. And at the beginning, when we're not, we don't have the habit of praying, kind of have to kind of, it's a little more formulaic. But for, you know, uh, I, I still personally have trouble praying at times. It is literally in my job description. Uh, and one of the ways that I have gotten in the habit of praying, not just disciplining uh, myself to pray, but getting in the habit of prayer, is I now, I walk out of my office here, and I've got a little circle back here, and I just walk that circle. I have found for me, sitting and just trying to be quiet and praying, it's impossible. My mind wanders off to a thousand things. And so I have gotten into a discipline that's led to a habit of me just walking, and I literally will pray out loud. If you see some people, I'm sure they think I'm crazy because I'm out here walking, and I'm literally talking out loud, and that helps me to stay focused, uh, and it helps me to, to be in that habit of doing it. And so, for instance, uh, on Wednesday at the end of the day, sometimes earlier in the day, if I, I've been thinking about the passage I'm going to preach, I'll just walk, and I'll just pray about that passage and try to think about different facets. Let's talk briefly because we are way into this, guys. My goodness. Uh, so uh, briefly, prayer helps. I, I, I'm super helped by, for instance, Valley of Visions, little collection of prayers. The Psalms, the book of Psalms, just literally when I don't want to pray and I'm not motivated, I'll just literally read one of those and pray it. Uh, so Valley of Vision and also uh, Psalms. Any other prayer helps? help you like prayer cards prayer cards you guys use those i i just rely on the you version app they have a community of prayers from people all over the world that prayer requests and i can join them and yep yeah which makes me think about uh, my family devotionals we've been reading through the book of colossians together i was teaching the boys paul's prayer in colossians one it's like you don't want to pray just go pray paul's prayer right here and also uh, two more things on prayer Acts, that acronym, we use that a lot. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. You'll notice when I lead uh, services, most of the time that's what I'll use. So adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. And then lastly, for members of the church, your church directory is so helpful. Uh, I know that we have had the habit of doing this. I know the crafts do this. We keep our directory right next to us before meals. We'll pray for a person or two. There's ministries. There's officers, elders, deacons. All that's there. Covenant's in there to pray for. Covenant is in there to pray for. Thank you, Catherine. Okay. So I'm going to skip the corporate disciplines because we are 38 (laughs) minutes into this. Sorry, listeners. So it's important to note that your disciplines are not just personal. There's corporate disciplines. So the Lord's Day should be a habit. And it is for our church. I thank God for that. Right? It's normal for us to come on the Lord's Day, the first day of the week, Sunday mornings, to come to gather into the word, prayer, song, and fellowship. Right? To tune our hearts to the Lord's praise. Uh, and also, not just Sunday mornings, but in the afternoon, just at some point calling to mind, resting in the Lord's past grace, present grace, future grace. That's the Lord's Day. And then we pray the first Sunday night of the month together. Uh, we serve. We ought to be serving the church in some capacity. And then also, of course, it's a habit for our church to have, take the Lord's Supper together. That's a habit to remember, remind ourselves of the grace of God in the past and in the future. Uh, so those are some corporate disciplines. They're not just personal disciplines. But let's transition now. Hector, we're coming to you. You're the resident expert. <laughs> Physical disciplines. All right. So some people right now are like, I need to lose 10 pounds. I've been trying to lose six pounds for the past 10 years. It's not happened. I told my wife the other day, like, I'm done. It's not happening. So I just, I'm, this is who I am. 
Anyway, uh, so, <laughs> so it's frustrating. So uh, when we think about physical disciplines, we learned at the end of last year, we had a whole sermon series on this. God tells us, glorify God with your what, Hector? Body. With your body. We got this one part of Christian camp that thinks like Plato, that like, you know, we're just in captured souls, we got to get out of our bodies. And then they get this other camp that says, you're all you are, are your bodies, right? You got some line of thinking saying, your body doesn't matter. You got another one that says, your body matters too much. Christianity splits the two and says, we are spirits and we are bodies. And we need to think to discipline our spirits, our souls, and our bodies. So Hector, as the resident expert in Restoration Church about disciplining our bodies. Somebody right now is listening, going like, all right, I need to exercise. And we know how many of them that says, I'm going to go run this many miles. How many of them will make it to February? Very few. Very few. <laughs> David Kim gave us yeah. the statistics. Yeah, he did yesterday. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so help people think, right? They know whatever they need to eat better. They need to exercise more. Uh, whatever the case may be, how would you instruct them to glorify God with their bodies by creating healthy habits in their bodies? What kind of introductory steps would you give to people to glorify God with their bodies? Yeah, well, first, going back to the very beginning of this podcast, yep. have a direction. Direction. Uh, you got to have a vision of where you're going. Amen. That will basically be your why, because that's going to be guiding you. For me personally, I've been meditating and reflecting. I know there's many verses, um, but I've been meditating on Romans 12, verse 1 through, through 2. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, and by the mercies yes. of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Present your what? Your bodies. Your bodies. <laughs> as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Um, and then it continues, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Um, so to me, that is kind of the vision and direction for bodily training, exercising, moving. Um, so we're know, not worship the bottom, that passage is not calling us to worship God, to worship our bodies. It's calling us to worship God, God. In, our bodies. in our bodies yeah exactly um it's good you know and, and basically it's do not conf- the way i see it is several commands there do not conform to yeah. the pattern to the what is our flesh gonna want indulge comfort and all these things so do not conform renew your mind yeah. so right transform let god so you need a, a sense of direction Paul is urging us to consider um, worshiping God in and through our bodies. So, And there's two ditches there, right? Yeah. There could be people like on the one hand that think that like I have to be this size and this weight and this kind of thing. Yeah. And that is not true in the eyes of God. No. That's not the way God built you, etc. No. And then there's people on the other side that want to just indulge and do whatever the heck they want. Right. Two ditches, right? right? There's not just one. Right. Yeah. Um, so whatever that future vision is... It's got to be who God made you to be in right. your physical body. Yeah. And, and Not what the world says. Yeah. And the, the reality is God calls us to love him, to love others. So reality is if we're not in health, yeah. it's going to be really hard to love him and to love others. Yeah, yeah. So in order to love, serve God and others, 
move, be active, get healthier, transform your mind, renew your body. So that's kind of like the direction and then go start small. Good. <laughs> I, I Like I was telling Catherine and her mom, we got to get into a, a, a habit of what is it that we can sustain for 365 days? Yeah. The whole year. What yeah. is it that you can sustain? Yeah. Is it walking daily 10 minutes a day? Yeah. Then start there. Yeah, good. And then add once that becomes a habit. Um, yeah. you know, don't try to do too much. Don't try to do too much yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just come up with bits and pieces. Seven to 10,000 steps. You know, that could be 10 to 20 minutes of walk a day. Uh, good. Add a protein with every meal you eat. Um, try to add a serving of vegetables and fruits every every time you eat a meal. Um, that that could be really small changes, right? Yeah. Uh, sleep, sleep. Yeah, uh, so important. Man, I'm glad you brought that up. That is so important. You know. Anyways, so create or follow a plan. Um, and make it realistic. Make small steps. Yep. Right of gain. Yeah, habits can grow, but if you start small yeah. and then you can add them. Yeah, it needs to stick. If you, if, if it is too ambitious, it's not going to be able to stick, and then you're going to get frustrated. So that goes into follow plan. There's tons of resources and free, both for spiritual and physical. Uh, ask people around, right? Um, and then gather a tribe. Don't go ar- alone in it. Um, you know, it's better to do it in the company of others. Yep. I know many people within a church that go on walks together. Yep. And through that, they befriend one another. They yep. pray for one another. You know, through this pandemic, walking has been one of the most wonderful things yes. that I have found. Yep. Um, and it has incredible benefits for your health. But yep. it's also really good relationally. Yeah, it's good. Um, but you can, you can push prayer into that, right? You can push a, so a couple much. disciplines right in together. Yeah. Um, and then leave room for mistakes. Um, we're not perfect. Um, so leave room for setbacks and, and rely on others to lift you up and to pick you up. Um, so in other words, have a direction, grab a verse or, you know, let something orient you as to where you want to go. Start small with little baby steps um follow a plan ideally three to six week plan that will help you getting the patterns of the habits so that then you can slowly add and gradually add all their stuff in it um find a tribe to do it right like monday nights we have a group of people who gather and play basketball that's a good one night that you will just play um kalenda and cynthia are partners on their bikes there you go yeah nice. so they kind of help each other join ray in one of those crazy mic rides <laughs> no you don't want to do that uh, you said start small yeah, <laughs> that is not there. ray is way down the road that's yeah. a future direction that is years in advance anyway. and and give yourself grace um you're gonna setbacks will happen life happens give yourself grace because at the end of the day, God has, in, in and through Christ, has adopted us into his family. And he's not demanding perfection out of us. He's just asking us to focus on faithfulness, faithful pursuit of, of his faithful worship. So, yeah. Catherine, anything to add here, physical, 
stuff here. I think you hit the big ones. I feel like walking is just such a good thing for, for combining multiple things, and sleep, I think, is a big one. Again, if we're yes. after loving God and loving others, yeah. like not sleeping, it messes with your health in so many ways. And yeah, There's a, a person in our church I have to hold accountable to going to sleep at a certain time. So this is important, <laughs> yes. right? I cannot emphasize that, that enough. Like try to get, I would argue, this is just a Nathanism. I would argue that the hours you get to sleep before midnight count double after you can sleep, uh, after midnight. I don't know about that. Yeah, that so this is just, I don't know if there's, it's, it's Hector true. says it is, Captain. Yeah. Physiologically, there's thank a you, Thank you, thank you, Hector. Yeah. 10 to 2 a.m., Yeah, seven to nine hours of sleep, is that? pretty normal right you should try and for, for those with small yeah, children ideally hard, seven to eight and that's yeah. kind of like but again if you're getting four yeah. maybe try with five yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's yeah, yeah good and take a nap if you need to yeah. and okay. a lot of very godly and influential people take naps not not to be lazy but for those that really need that rest so yeah so you, you talked about target uh, starting small um, you know, it could be just walking. I know my wife takes a lot of walks with people. She gets a number of things done. She gets prayer, she gets fellowship, and she gets exercise. So uh, start small, uh, add small things, even like with your foods, healthy things. I eat Brussels sprouts now. It did not start that way. It did not start that way. Uh, but it's just a little bit of introduction of healthy stuff here and there. And then also uh, sleep. Try to get to bed a little bit earlier. Try to get a, uh, and get out of bed uh, earlier at a certain hour. So those simple things, we are embodied souls. If you get those things out of kilter, man, your spirit is going to be wonking. And so there we go. The point, though, is, and I'm going to end us here. This has been a long podcast. <laughs> Forgive the uh, length here. But um, just to remind us what we said at the beginning, get a future vision of your life with Christ, who you are in him, who he's calling you to be, who he made you to be, and try to put some simple plans in place that will steadily and incrementally, think of uh, 2 Corinthians 3 here, one degree of glory to another. Not 10 degrees a day, just one degree. Try to put plans in place on simple things to create healthy habits that make us uh, healthy. You put disciplines in place that lead to habits that lead to health for the glory of Christ and the good of our neighbor. And so we do that both in spiritual, personal disciplines, corporate disciplines, and physical disciplines because we're embodied souls. Thank you, Hector. Thank you, Catherine. Any final words before we sign off? Love God, serve others, pursue faithfully. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> you might not want to do it, but once you get started, you'll feel good about yes. it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I heard from a brother yesterday that said, uh, he mentioned that very same thing, that uh, he was talking about how thankful he was that we kept striving to meet on Sundays during the stuff. We were outside, and he was talking about how he would get up, and it was cold, and like, I can't believe we have to go in here. And he said, every time I went home, every time, I was so glad that we did that, that we made the effort to come and, and not uh, give up meeting. So, yeah, you'll always be glad you do these small things, and they build up to bigger things over the course of time. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you for your time. Listeners, thank you. Restoration Church, I love you. I thank God for yours. Thank God for you. Remember the words of Paul. Discipline yourself or train yourselves for godliness, not for the end. So discipline without direction is drudgery. Get that direction. Ask for help. Pray and ask God for help. And soon enough, we'll be home in heaven. God bless you.